there is no need to reinvent the wheel. In Proverbs 31, the saying of King Lemuel, an oracle, his mother taught him. And he said very clearly, listen to this. Oh, my son of my womb, son of my words, of my vows, the things that she committed. And she said, do not spend your strength on women, your vigor on those who ruin kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, not for kings to drink wine, not for rulers to crave beer, lest they drink, and listen to this, and forget what the law decrees and deprive all the oppressed of their rights. Instead, Give beer to those who are perishing, wine to those who are in anguish. Let them drink and forget their poverty. Remember their misery no more. It's an application of just teaching the perp to rec recreationally indulge in adult beverages is egregious to your development as a person. It, it may have a place, maybe on a battlefield or a dying king with an arrow through his heart, or maybe a man who just found out that his wife has left him for another man, his children, in the case of Job, who were killed in a storm, that might be the point to have a strong drink, but not for the purpose just to hang out and get wasted. You destroy yourself. And the same thing with women. Don't spend your energy, your sexual libido, give it away, your vigor to risk women. It will lead you astray. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. That means to consider people that are less than you, people that are struggling, the poor, the orphans. Consider people, not just the people that are just like you. And for the rights of all those who are destitute, speak and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. Now, that was a little direction that was given to King Lemuel. Now, for the woman. And Proverbs 31 is even more powerful, and it goes to the character. A wife of noble character, who can find it? She is worth more than rubies. Anybody can put a pair of stiletto heels on a woman and lower her blouse to expose her cleavage, paint her face, and rub her lips with red rouge, and put on a weave or a wig. But that does not equate a woman of character and nobility, or one that you want to be the mother of your children. Her husband has full confidence in her. He lacks nothing of value. That's not a victimized woman, by the way. She brings him good, not harm. That's the purpose of womanhood. All the days of her life, she selects wool and flax. She's industrious. She's eager. She does business. Wow. This is, whoever said the Bible was misogynist hasn't read it. She gets up while it's still dark, meaning she's not lazy. She provides food for her family and portions of her servant for her servant girl. She considers a field, she buys it. So she's an entrepreneur. She manages the affairs of the house, which is a business. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sees that her trading is profitable. She opens her arms to the poor. She extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household. For all of them are clothed in scarlet. She's prepared for the winter, in other words. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Wow. So she's not just having her hair tied up, looking like a slave girl. She's also a beautiful woman who understands the value of fine linen. 
she makes linen garments and she sells them. So she's industrious again. A woman of God is holy. She speaks with wisdom. Wow. She's strong with dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. Huh. So she's not a she's not a stiff heart. She has a sense of humor. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. She's not just lazy, gossiping, watching soap operas all day. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Wow. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Did you get that? Charm is deceptive, meaning allure. Look of the eye. Those are lures. Those are things that will take you down the wrong path. She's not a woman that's using her charm to deceive and trick. And beauty is fleeting. So she's not focused on her outward appearance or using that because that will fade. The Martin woman, you look at that issue with, was it Kelly Ripa on that daytime show with her husband, Mark Consuelos? And her teenage daughter walked in on them having sex. And you have to say something of that nature. The mother brags about it and tells the whole world about it. So now she's defined motherhood as constant, continual sexualization. And then saying that's love. It may not be love at all. It just may be an, an exercise of lust. And then they praised it. And now you've got daughters now where their mothers are looking to date their daughter's boyfriends. So they want to be naked in front of their teenage daughter's friends because they constantly have an idea of themselves as a continuous constant sexualization of their feminine wow so now we don't have mothers now daughters are ashamed some daughters are having sex with the same men that their mothers are the wickedness of this modern world and society when the women have forgotten what it means to be a holy all they are doing now is this constant continual hold on to sexuality. I'll bleach my hair. I'll do whatever I need to do to make myself look sexual. That is not a holy woman at all. So you have to determine what kind of the Victorian era in Europe, they decided to raise their women not to be constantly consumed, constantly consumed with this aesthetic, but rather the character and the integrity of the woman. Men, similarly, were trained during that era to keep that in mind. But the modern woman, you look at Instagram, you look at Facebook, it's a constant consumption and consuming of how do I look? And whatever it takes to give a false, a deceptive image, false eyelashes, false makeup, dyeing of the hair, constantly a hatred of who they look like in their original form. And so biblically, God teaches something for our women to do something entirely different. That's the principle. How does a woman become holy? The same way a man becomes holy, if he puts God first. Timothy addressed this, or Paul addressed this in his letter to Timothy, concerning how women and men should conduct themselves and look. Not to be overly consumed with makeup, charms, necklaces, jewelry but to be consumed with true beauty, character, and integrity. And so most of the men now are deceived and tricked into following a false narrative because they, had, they themselves did not have holy mothers. And so their own mothers led them astray. 
and taught them the wrong way to look, the wrong way to be. And those instructions was what Timothy, Paul gave to Timothy, <clears throat> as well as to Titus, to teach that point of what is true beauty. What is true beauty? What does it look like to actually look like a good woman? Self-control in everything. And he talks about that. Teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live. That's not Kelly Ripper. Not to be slanderous or addicted to much wine. Well, they had TV shows with them drinking, constantly consumed. The culture does the, the opposite, the antithesis to that. Teach them what is good. Then they can train the younger women. So if you have a problem mostly in society right now with our women, it's because the older women aren't teaching them. If the, if the older men and women are not teaching their younger men and women, then what model do they have but the culture and the pundits and the purveyors of hedonism? Because their mothers and fathers failed to do it. Train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to be self-controlled and pure. But that's a problem. To be busy at home, not about. To be kind and to be subject to their husbands. That doesn't mean to be a slave. That means to recognize the order that God has put in a family and the role that that male plays. He oversees the entire home so that no one will malign the word of God. Similarly, encourage the young men to be self-controlled just like a woman, in everything, set them an example by doing what is good. In other words, you can talk to them all day, but if they're not seeing it, if you're not showing it, what good is it? In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness. So a lot of people just want to relate to young men. They, think they want to make them their best friend. They need a man to, to be a leader, not necessarily the best friend. Teach them with seriousness. You don't have to try to manipulate them by making yourself a joke. Teach them with soundness of speech that cannot be condemned so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say. People. You see the principles that God has put forth in life that are so simple. How not to ruin ourselves. How not to ruin ourselves. And when Paul wrote that, he was writing that, telling them basically about a culture that they were living in called the Cretans. And the Cretans were the opposite of what, that, of what this teaching is. The women were like that. They were luring. And the men had no self-control. So his teaching in Titus chapter 1, you should read it for yourselves, and that for the sake of dishonest gain, they pursued money. They even went to churches that taught this. They were liars. They were brutes. They were lazy gluttons. Lazy gluttons, just constantly seekers of pleasure. You can't skate all day. You can't surf all day. You can't play basketball all day. You can't work in the gym all day. Give yourself to society, not just about you and your body and having fun, fun, fun. Do work at a maximum, fun at a minimum, and work with have a joy and a glory that fun can never give you. This testimony should therefore rebuke sharply, he says. Be sound in your faith. Pay no attention to the myths. Command those who do to reject that reject the truth. Be pure in all things. Avoid a corrupted mind. I have a young man that I mentor. He's in Hawaii now. He gave up surfing because he, was, he found himself giving too much time to it. So he gave it up. He decided he wanted to do something more. He goes, I could do a lot more. I surf too much. He goes, I want to honor God. I want to honor my life. Right? What did I say? Be thyself. Love thyself. Know thyself. And at the end of the day, 
If you've had a bad life, fix thyself. You have that power. Godlessness in the last days, and he talks about it. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, most are, unholy, and without love. A lot of lust, but no love. Unforgiving, so you hold things against your father, your mother, and things that were done. Slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of God. No, lovers of dogs, lovers of trees, lovers of waves and dolphins and bees, but not God. Treacherous, rash, conceited. They prefer pleasure, having a form of godliness. Well, you had those, they believe in higher power, higher energy, and all this other stuff. They don't really love God. They are the kind that warm their way into your homes and gain control over weak-willed women who are loaded down with sins, swayed by every kind of evil desire, and always learning but never able to acknowledge the truth. That's when you're led by a godless woman or a man who refuses to bow his feet to God. These are the things that Paul was telling Timothy as a young man. Most of you young men who don't have fathers in your lives aren't teaching you this and you don't care to seek it, to know it. It is sad. The wrong path that many of you young men have been led because your fathers were not there. If they were not there, you have listened to other things. Do not present yourself to the world that way. Correct yourself. Avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it only become more ungodly. It's like a disease, he was telling them. There are noble things to pursue. You may not. But know this. How much of anything does it take to change everything or anything? Any amount. Any amount can do that. God will always have a remnant. You don't need everyone. You don't need everybody or anybody. You need somebody. Be that somebody that stands up and stands out to make that difference. Don't live for pleasure. Live for purpose. This is what will fulfill your purpose. Else you will fall into many temptations. It comes from even progressive liberal religious tradition. True godliness is great gain, not the amount of money in your bank account or how much muscles or how, how skinny you are. Nothing in this world can provide you what God does. If you have food and clothing, be content. That means happy. People who want to get rich fall into many temptations and traps. Any man that's just seeking to be rich rather than seeking to be productive is going to have a failed life. You seek to be productive. It may lead you to riches, but you seek to be rich. It would lead you to many temptations and failures. For the love of money, not money, but the love of it is the root of all kinds of evil. Don't be eager for money. Those who are, they fall away. Be a man of God. Pursue righteousness, love and endurance and gentleness. Fight for faith, not for the appearance or the opinion of others around you. Be at your best. What makes you at your best? This is good for young men to be taught. But if they do not have their fathers, they will not learn this. So you have to seek it. 
if you recognize a dearth, a gap, a hole in your life, be careful not to fill it with sex or sport, sand, surf, or sun, or the bottle. Be careful and choose what you want to fill your life with. But choose that thing that has more benefit than risk. You've got to think like a soldier and think like an athlete. And you've got to require that of yourself. Anyone can tell you anything. But until you say it to yourself and believe it in yourself, you won't do it yourself. It has to be an inspiration more than a motivation. Someone can spark it, but you've got to keep that fire going. If you don't, it will fizzle out. You'll find yourself in a worse place than you were before. You will attract what you are. You want the woman for the night or you want the woman for your life? The woman for your life won't be like the woman in the night. Not for the momentary satisfaction for your sexual desire, but one that you will love and honor, adore. That's the one you want. Be that in your life.